Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2 of the All Rise podcast, produced by Gonzaga University School of Law. I'm your host, Ryan McNeese. I'm a proud alumnus of GU Law, where I obtained my Juris Doctorate and MBA. I'm a lawyer and business owner in the Spokane community. In this season of the All Rise podcast, we are reflecting on the theme of Go Forth, inspired by the St. Ignatius of Loyola quote, Go Forth and Set the World on Fire. However, during the recording of many of these episodes, we weren't going very far physically because of safety measures in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. Regardless, we felt that now, more than ever, we needed to connect with our community. Many of these interviews were recorded using Zoom and similar technology, and we apologize for the audio quality. Last spring, Gonzaga Law alum Charnel Belkengren became the first woman of African-American descent to serve as a judge in Eastern Washington. In this episode, she shares her experience as a new judge and how mentorship and leadership opportunities can impact students for many years to come. My name is Charnel Belkengren. I'm now a Superior Court judge. I am um, one of 12 judges on the Superior Court bench in Spokane, and I attended Gonzaga the years 1997 through 2000, so I graduated um, in 2000, wow, 20 years, <laughs> and um, my class graduated the year the new law school was built, so I was not in the beautiful campus that um, you have now, but um, yeah, I graduated from 2000. I studied for the bar in the new uh, school, so that was a nice experience. So what made you decide to pursue a career in law? What was the, was there inspiration or did you go to school and kind of find your way there? Or how, how did that process work out for you? So my dad was a state trooper when I was growing up and he would always encourage me or sort of um, suggest various careers in the law. Um, at a young age, I can remember him suggesting, maybe you want to be a court reporter. Um, also, my dad was one of three black men in the community that I grew up in. And so uh, my experiences related to being one of just a few uh, people of color in the community really shaped my perspective growing up. And I, um, it really contributed to my desire to, um, for fairness, equality, and social justice. So in college, I studied political science, and that solidified my, my decision to go to law school. Also, when I was in college, I had a professor who really urged me to consider Gonzaga. He said Spokane is an up-and-coming city. So I took a road trip out to Spokane and visited Gonzaga. And when I came to the school, I just felt at home. I really, really enjoyed my visit. I enjoyed Spokane. And this was actually over 20 years ago that I visited, but I, I just felt at home. And so um, I made the move. I'd grown up in Minnesota and lived there my entire, the majority of my life. And um, I uh, moved to Spokane and never looked back. I really appreciated my experience at Gonzaga. I um, have always felt, and it was my experience, that Gonzaga really fosters a culture of inclusivity. Uh, for example, a couple of years before I came to Gonzaga, one to two years or so, there were four Black students who were the targets of um, racially charged type threats. And Gonzaga really handled it well. I, I think that that could have 
uh, prevented students of color from attending Gonzaga after that occurred. But Gonzaga did not let that happen. And um, I felt when I attended that students were really supported. Um, that was my experience. There were a lot of students of color in my first year law school class. And um, for example, Gonzaga had the Lauren Miller Bar Association come and have one of their meetings at the law school my first year. And that just really stands out to me as a pos positive experience. We didn't have a Lauren Miller uh, Bar Association chapter back then in Spokane, but the attorneys from the west side of the state came over and were there really to support the attorneys as well as the law students of color at Gonzaga Law School. Also, Gonzaga sent a group of black law students to Seattle to attend some events sponsored by the Lauren Miller Bar Association in Seattle. And that is another experience that really stood out to me of being able to mingle and see attorneys who I wanted to be like someday. Those were some really positive experiences I had at Gonzaga. And frankly, as I was considering it, it's probably the first time in my life that I felt that my differences were valued. And so needless to say, Gonzaga holds a very special uh, spot in my heart. You touch on some of the challenges I think that the, the profession is still facing, which is a lack of diversity and, and law students who maybe come from diverse backgrounds and don't necessarily feel like they have community or see individuals that represent their work. Um, and, and what they're aspiring to be. Um, and I'm, I'm curious, I don't want to jump ahead too much to our question that we have a little later about advice to students, but I'm curious if you um, wouldn't mind pivoting a little to that question and, and thinking about students who are currently maybe considering law school or are thinking that that might be the path for them, but they're not really sure if they're going to, if it's right, if, it's, if it feels right for them. What kind of thoughts or advice would you provide to students in that situation? I have a lot of advice for students. Um, specifically though in that situation, I think I, I wanna sort of encourage, especially um, people of color to consider that we need more representatives to reflect our communities, more rec representatives in the legal profession, uh, whether it's lawyers, court clerks, um, court staff, judges, who reflect uh, the communities that we serve. It really instills um, trust in our, our legal system. There's a situation that I had in the last year of being on the bench that I was really proud of. There was a defendant of color, a prosecutor of color, my court clerk um, is a man of color, and myself, all in the courtroom. And I just I was really proud of that experience. It doesn't happen very often, but I would like to see more of that, where people who are participants in the legal system can look at the system and see individuals who reflect them, their perspectives, and their life experiences. So talk a little bit about your area of expertise and um, what are some of the issues you're currently focused on right now? I mean, I think throughout this podcast, we've interviewed a whole wide array of alumni and practicing attorneys and um, professors, and each one has shared sort of their unique perspective about the kinds of, of issues and law that really interests them and fascinates them. And it's 
it's interesting from a, from a listener perspective to hear about what draws people to specific areas of the law. And so I was curious if you um, wouldn't mind sharing some of your thoughts on that and what, what are some of the things that you're focused on right now in terms of uh, your work? I should probably give a little bit of my background experience. I um, worked at the Attorney General's office for the course of my legal career. And in that experience, practiced in administrative law, which is an area that I, I took classes in undergrad as well as law school and never thought that I would practice in administrative law. But it really um, touches a lot of areas. Anytime a state agency is involved in a, a, a legal situation, it really touches on administrative law. And so in that vein, I would encourage law students not to limit themselves um, when you're in a class, for instance, maybe you're taking family law and you think I'll never do this in my career. Well, you may end up doing that. So really keep an open mind. I never thought I'd be practicing in administrative law. And then I work, went to work at the Office of Administrative Hearings. And that's a very small agency in Washington State that hires neutral decision makers to preside over cases involving state agencies and involves administrative law again. So that kind of was. Um, an extension of my using my expertise in that area. And then now I am a and my specific assignment is primarily to um, handle the pleas and sentencings and as well as the unlawful detainer eviction docket. So I handle the evictions in Spokane County as well as I'm called the broker judge. So I sort of do a little um, variety of uh, um, overflow trials. So I've done some criminal trials, family law trials, civil trials, and then I also handle the unassigned civil motion docket. And so anytime a, a civil case has a, a, a motion that's not assigned to a trial judge, it comes through my department. So I don't, can't say that I have any specific expertise at the time. I've been learning a variety of areas, probate law. I haven't thought about secure transactions since law school and I've handled some of those types of cases as well as criminal law. And then beginning in July, I will be on the family law docket. So I'll be doing primarily family law cases at that time. So that's sort of what I've been doing. I've really been focused on the last year of really learning my job and you know, so that I can be an effective decision maker and ensure that I'm making the best decisions in the cases that I preside, preside over. It really highlights that notion that you never stop learning when you take on a profession like the law. Like there's always more to learn. There's always more information to gather and it's perpetually evolving. So staying on top of all of that is challenging, I imagine. You're exactly right when you said that it, it's a challenge, but it's also fascinating and interesting and it what, it's what makes the law so amazing. You, you are never done learning. There's always something to learn. Governor Inslee had appointed you to the Spokane County Superior Court last year, and this was um, reported in a lot of different outlets as being an exciting thing because you were considered the first female African-American judge to be serving in your role. And I'd love to talk about how, you know, what your experience has been transitioning into that role. And, um, I, you know, I think you had some comments earlier that talked about this, um, but that's a big step and it's an exciting step. And I would love to hear about your experiences with that. Yes, it's been wonderful. The, the appointment process, sort of looking back at it now is somewhat of a blur. It involved a lot of um, 
prayer and consideration prior to even stepping into that, but I am so thankful for the people who urged me to pursue that path. I, once I worked at the Office of Administrative Hearings, as I indicated, I realized at that time that being a decision maker of a litigant's experience in the legal process was something that was really meaningful to me. I have a unique opportunity as a decision maker to ensure that individuals have um, the opportunity to be heard, to ensure that they're treated respectfully. Um, it's a unique position being a judicial, um, in a judicial position to be able to ensure that. I loved my job pr prior to um, being a superior court judge, but I needed that urging and that nudge to really um, stretch myself and consider doing what I love doing on a larger scale. And it has been the best decision that I, of my life, really. Um, and as I indicated before, I think it is important that we do uh, diversify the legal system. And I hope that me being in this position really inspires other people of diverse backgrounds, not just um, racial minorities or other protected classes, but of diverse life to pursue um, positions, in elected positions in our community. And I think that just really um, diversifies and enhances uh, our community. It's really satisfying and meaningful to be an inspiration to others. And when I have a young person or especially a young girl of color who tells me that makes it all worth it. And so that's really what I seek to do is be a mentor and an inspiration to others because I've had so many people who have done that. I really want to be able to do that to others. So I encourage law students specifically, if you ever wanna ask me or other judicial officers questions, there are so many people in the legal community and judges who want to be there to mentor you and to guide you. And um, so I'm open to developing those relationships and I know there are so many others in our community who are. So I, I do urge law students to reach out. I would like to know how you perceive um, the work that we as administrators and as faculty within Gonzaga and other institutions where um, there's a law school can help foster an environment and um, encourage students from non-traditional diverse protected class backgrounds whatever that happens to be um, how can we support them how can we what what are some of the things that we can do from your perspective to help them reach their goals and be successful. Maybe even, not just the higher education, but people who are currently practicing lawyers can do to help support students and, and soon to be lawyers who are moving into the field and maybe are feeling like they don't have a sense of community. Um, I think, like I indicated, mentorship is just really important and a key part of that. When I was a law student, we had a program, and I, I suspect there's still that program where you could be set up with a formal mentorship with an attorney in the community. And sometimes those fell apart and they weren't necessarily a good match. So when it happens organically, it is ideal, but sometimes those formal mentorship partnerships have to um, be, be formed. Um, also, I urge all law students to get practical experience while in law school. I think that's really important for your career to understand what you 
might have this idea, yet you don't know until you actually do it. And that was my experience as a law student. I thought I wanted to exclusively practice criminal law. And then I have an internship at the U.S. Attorney's Office, which was fabulous. It, I had so much experience and exposure. I had the opportunity to argue before a federal district court judge. But I also realized I didn't want to exclusively uh, practice criminal law at that point in my, my life. So having those experiences give you a broader view, more insight into what you wanna do um, when you practice law. And also that's where you develop relationships and mentorships is when you're in that work setting. Um, law students can um, have externship opportunities in court, in superior court. Many of the judges have externs. And unfortunately we can't pay our externs, but I think the experience that you get um, from that experience can sometimes um, even hopefully outweigh the lack of compensation financially. But having those experiences, um, just as much connection between the law students and the legal community as possible, I think um, benefits our community and it also benefits the law students. And ultimately, my hope is that many of the students that attend Gonzaga will end up staying in our community. And I think that if they develop those relationships with lawyers and judges that they're more likely to do that. Absolutely. So I know we've touched on this question multiple times, but I was wanting to come back to it in case you had other things that you wanted to, other advice you wanted to provide to our, our students currently in law school. Um, mentorship, of course, has been a subject that I um, was able to visit with another alumni about and talk at length about the importance of that. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, and then, you know, I think involvement with programming and externships and internships and what all the, you know, that all of those things are just wonderful. And I know that the university does a good job of providing those opportunities. Um, so coming back to that question, are there other thoughts that you have around that? Um, for advice for law students, Something that was shared with me and I think is not changing at all is to really not ever underestimate the importance of building your reputation, especially in a smaller legal community. And I think what is involved in that are a number of things, always being professional, treating everyone with respect, treating court staff, um, everyone that you come in contact with respect. It, it seems like it goes without saying, but you do see that sometimes people value being a zealous advocate for their client over the relationships they might have with opposing counsel and others. And you can be a very good advocate for your client and still maintain respect and professionalism with the other side. And understand you're representing this client maybe in one case, but you're going to have those relationships with opposing counsel, with the judge, in many um, cases going forward. So really always being professional and treating everyone with respect. Also be prepared, be over-prepared if possible, be on time, always work hard. And those things um, really contribute to your overall reputation that you'll have for your entire career. So never underestimate the value of developing a good reputation. Um, also, something that I believe um, is really important is 
not to be afraid of failing or making mistakes. I think the legal profession tends to attract people who are perfectionists and don't wanna make a mistake. And I've had this conversation with my young daughter many times that sometimes if we're scared of making mistakes, it prevents us from stretching ourselves and reaching our full potential. Especially as a law student and a new attorney, it's okay. And just the important part is to learn from those mistakes. And I, um, there is a quote that is pretty well known, but that I love and live by, and I will say it at this time, Michael Jordan, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career, almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. I absolutely love that, and that speaks to me and my life. There have been times that I've had failures and mistakes that I thought would be devastating, and ultimately, they made me a better person, they made me a better lawyer, they made me a better decision maker. So to really just learn from those mistakes and, and accept that they're part of the process. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to visit. I really appreciate it, and I'm excited to share a conversation with the broader community. Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity. This episode of the All Rise podcast was produced by Gonzaga University School of Law with assistance from our colleagues at Gonzaga Instructional Development and Design. A special thanks goes to our alumni and donors who continue to support our mission of providing an excellent legal education informed by our humanistic, Jesuit, and Catholic traditions and values. Did you enjoy this episode? Let us know. Give us a shout out on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You know the troll. Or you can learn more about this podcast and us at law.gonzaga.edu. Thanks for listening and go Zags.